بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الخلق والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد هو الذي أرسل رسوله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لكل نبي دعوة مستجابة فعجل كل نبي دعوته وإن اختبأت دعوتي شفاعة لأمتي فهي نائلة إن شاء الله من مات من أمتي لا يشرك بالله شيئا صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين جماعة المسلمين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته All praise be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who gathered us on the best day of the week يوم الجمعة in the, in the best places and most beloved places to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the masjid, ahabbul biladi ilallahi masajiduha, the most beloved of places to Allah are the masajid. And the best of your days is Rasul is the day of Jumu'ah. So increase in your salutations, in your salawat upon me, for indeed your salutations, your salawat is presented to me. And when they, the companions, said, O Messenger of Allah, how can our salutations and our greetings be presented to you whilst you would have become decayed? And Rasulullah answered that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had prohibited the earth from consuming the bodies of the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam. So our belief is with regard to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam that he is in his grave alive. And when our salutations are sent, it will be presented to him and he will reply. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who make us of those fortunate ones that are able and who are able to send excessive amounts of salawat on Rasulullah on each and every day, but especially the day of Jumu'ah, especially on a Friday. For indeed Rasul says in a hadith of his, the most preferred people to me on the day of Qiyamah, the people that will be the closest to me on the day of Qiyamah, the, the day of judgment, will be those أكثرهم علي salatan, those who sent the most salutations and salawat on me. Allahumma fasalli wa sallim wa barik ala nabina Muhammad. Allahumma salli wa sallim ala nabina Muhammad alfa alfa marra. Jamaat al-Muslimin, as we look at the Ummah, and we take and we turn our faces away from the pages of history and that which we have in our minds of the times of glory of Islam, then we see indeed a very worrying, a very saddening situation as far as the Muslim Ummah is concerned, where Muslims are being kicked from pillar to post, where Muslims have to leave their homes, their places of residence, their places of birth, to seek shelter in other countries, in other places. And generally, Jama'at al-Muslimin, where Muslims' crimes are perpetrated against them, 
crimes are attributed to them which they in general may not be involved in. This is the state and the condition of the Ummah, a pitiable state, but it is for us to reflect as believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and followers of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that every condition, every situation, it is under the watchship and the guardianship and the watchful eyes of Allah the Almighty. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees and looks at how we react and what we do in the different situations that we find ourselves. So let it not really sadden us to the extent that it makes us hopeless and helpless and feel that there is no solution to the problem of the Muslimin. Nay, there is also always that solution. As long as we are connecting ourselves with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then there is always light at the tunnel. But once we dissociate ourselves and disconnect ourselves from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then even in broad daylight, there is no light at the end of the tunnel. So all is dependent upon how we as believers connect ourselves with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how we connect ourselves with the Messenger of Allah. For indeed, dark days and sad days there were in the life of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also. There were the dark days when his very own people when his very own people boycotted him for approximately three years, cut off all ties from him and the handful of believers, cut off all ties and association with them in the valley of Abu Talib, and to such an extent that the breasts of the mothers of the suckling children would run dry, that food would be so scarce that they had to eat the very leather of their shoes in order to survive. That that which animals survive on of leaves, of trees, that the believers had to sustain themselves with. So those were the sad days. They were the sad days, they were the dark days. That any sadness or darkness dissipates and disappears once you connect yourself with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is the source of light. And when you connect yourself with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who was the personification of nur of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent to illuminate and to bring light to the darknesses of this world. So there were those sad periods. There were those dark periods. But because of them being connected to the source of light, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the origin of light. Allah nurus samawati wal ard. Allah the source of light. And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sent as a nur to humanity. Once that connection was there, even in the darkness of nights, or in the harshest of times, they were light. There was also the darkness and the sadness in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he lost two very beloved and dear people to him, in the personality of his uncle Abu Talib, and in the personality of his wife Sayyidatina Khadija, anha, there were those sad periods. And there was that sad period when he was stoned, when he had visited the people of Ta'if, 
in order to present Islam to them, considering that if they embraced Islam, then at least there would be a place for the Muslims to reside in and to practice. But alas, it turned out that they became the very people who harmed Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Stones were thrown at him. The ruffians, the gangsters, so to say, of the streets, they were let loose on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to the extent that his holy body bled and he took refuge in one of the gardens. So there were those dark and sad days. There was that dark day and dark night when Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam after having been told by the relative of Sayyidatina Khadija Radlatlanha at the very inception of him becoming a Prophet وسلم, when he had received revelation and he had not really understood what had happened to him and Sayyidatina Khadija had taken him وسلم, to her relative and he explained that this was actually the same that had happened to Sayyidina Musa والسلام, the very angel that had appeared to Sayyidina Musa والسلام, is the very angel that had appeared to him وسلم, and he had become a prophet and amongst the many things that he shared with Rasul وسلم, is that he had said how I wish that I could be young when your people will take you out in other words when they will chase you out of your very place of residence and Rasul وسلم, astonishingly asked is it such that they will take me and throw me out of this very place that I reside in? My homeland, my place of birth? And he said, no person comes with a message such as what you had been given, except that that is what happens to him. And lo and behold, it became true. That dark day, that dark night came when Rasul had to leave the most beloved of cities to him, Makkah al-Mukarramah, a city in that grown up, as a child, a city in which he had looked after sheep and goats as a young person, as a herd, as a herdsman at least. Rasul looked after those and he had all those fond memories of his place of birth. And Rasul had to leave that particular place. And he addressed Makkah saying, O Makkah, you are the most beloved of cities to me. Had it not been that my people had driven me out of you, I would not have left you. So that was the sad period in the life of Rasul wasallam, And we have to take lesson from that. If the life of the best of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation had its sad moments, its sad days, its dark days, then we as the followers of Sayyidina Rasulullah will also experience such times and such days. But we have to take the same line of action that Rasulullah had displayed, the same conviction that Rasul had displayed in the face of the darkest of times and the harshest of onslaughts. We should take strength from that and display the same behavior and frame of mind and conviction. Says Rasul وسلم, in the cave of, of Thawr to Sayyidina Abu Bakr when he feared that should the enemy look beneath their feet, they will be able to see Sayyidina Rasul and Sayyidina Abu Bakr and get that which they were pursuing. 
and wanting to have a reward for whether they bring Rasul back dead or alive. If they had just to look beneath their feet, they would have been able to see Rasulullah in the cave. But Rasul yaqeen, Rasulullah's conviction was to Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Ya Aba Bakr, Ma dhannukum bithnain, Allahu thalithuhuma. Oh Abu Bakr, Oh Abu Bakr, realizing the concern and the worry of Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Rasulullah with conviction said to him, Oh Abu Bakr, what do you think of two people of whom Allah is the third? So for us it is the same Jama'at al-Muslimin. No matter who gangs up against the Muslimin, no matter who stands up against the believers, we must display that same conviction and that same belief that Rasul displayed at that moment in time and the many other moments of trying times in the life of Rasul What do you think? That you as an ummah, do you think that you are alone? Allah subhanahu wa is with you. But as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَنْتُمُ الْأَعْلَوْنَ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ That Allah subhanahu wa says that you are above everyone else. You are the leaders of everyone else. You will be triumphant over everyone else. إِنْ كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ If you are people displaying true faith, and true Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is all about our Iman, it is all about our faith, and it is all about giving expression to that faith that we have in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the two most important words in the life of every ummati, every follower of Rasul should be after expressing the kalima. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It should be Iman and Islam. These two words, if we can have it within our lives, the word Iman, the word faith, and the word Islam, the word submission to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the world, Jama'at al-Muslimin, will be at our feet. For it is then that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who defends the believers. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who defends the believers. Did not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say to them, وَمَا رَمَيْتَ إِذْ رَمَيْتَ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ رَمَى In the battlefield, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, O Muhammad it is not actually you who cast the arrow. وَمَا رَمَيْتَ إِذْ رَمَيْتَ It is not you who caused that error, O Muhammad wasallam. Or it is not you who caused whatever you caused towards the disbelievers, O Muhammad. وَمَا رَمَيْتَ إِذْ رَمَيْتَ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ رَمَى But it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who did the casting. It is always Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we must place ourselves at the disposal of, disposal of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, In tamsur Allah yansurkum. The verse is very clear. If you help Allah yansurkum, then Allah will help you. Wa yuthabbit aqdamakum. And Allah will make firm your feet in the face of your enemies. This is Jama'at al-Muslim in our position. It is all about Iman and it is all about Islam. And the rest is in the hands of Allah. If we have correct belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if our iman is taken out of the creation, 
out of the material things that we see around us, if our Iman goes out of our financial status and our financial position, if our Iman goes out of our numbers, if our Iman goes out of whatever we have around ourselves of means, whether it be weaponry or whatever, once our Iman goes into Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and our actions of Islam goes into the way of life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then we don't really have to fight the battle, Jama'at al-Muslimin. We will just do the moving and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will win the battle for us. But as we mentioned on an occasion, the thing is not that the disbelievers or those opposing Islam, that they are actually winning the battle. It is not that they are winning the battle or that they are strong, but it is actually that we are causing ourselves to, lead, to lose the battle. And the fact is that we are weak. We are weak in respect of these two words, our Iman and our Islam, our faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we do not return to these two words, and it takes a practical dimension in our lives, then Jama'at al-Muslimin, with regard to our enemies, they will always have the upper hand over us. Because the only reason why Rasulullah and the early Muslims, why they were triumphant and victorious against the enemies, is because of their Iman and because of their Islam. So it is for us to examine what is the level of my Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What is the level of my faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What position does my Creator hold within my life as an individual? When I have to choose between obedience to Allah, when I have to choose between obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and obedience to my whims and fancies, what does my Iman dictate to me? What does my Iman inspire me to do? If my Iman is not strong enough, to let me do and carry out the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that is actually the problem, Jama'at al-Muslimin. That is the cause of the problem. And that is the reflection. And that reflects whether I'll be victorious or I'll be a loser in this world. Jama'at al-Muslimin. So these two words of absolute importance to us, Iman and Islam, faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every individual checks for himself because it's easy to look at another person and says that he is doing that and she is doing that. But look at myself, each and every individual has to look at his or her own conviction in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the simple test is when there comes to choose between what Allah wants and what we want. If we choose what Allah wants, then that is a reflection of true faith and Iman in Allah. And if we choose what we want against what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants, then it means that's a reflection of the weakness of our Iman and faith. And similarly also, with regard to our relationship with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in a hadith of his sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that none of you is a true believer. None of you can claim to have true faith and believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until his desires follow that which Allah had sent me with. None of you can be a true believer unless his desires or her desires follow that which Allah had sent me with. So there again, Jama'at al-Muslimin,
the yardstick for me to choose and to examine how much and how strong is my submission, my Islam to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to the extent that my desires follow the dictates and the example of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Says Allah therefore in the Holy Quran, وَمَا كَانَ لِمُؤْمِنٍ وَلَا مُؤْمِنَةٍ إِذَا قَضَى اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَمْرًا أَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُمُ الْخِيَرَةُ مِنْ أَمْرِهِمْ That it is not befitting for any male or female believer that when Allah and Allah's Messenger decide upon a matter, that they as the believers should still have a say in the matter. It is this for them as believers, when Allah had spoken, when Allah's Messenger had spoken, to give expression to their Iman and to give expression to their, to, to their Islam, it is but for them to say, Sami'na wa ata'na, ghufranaka rabbana wa ilayka al-masir. We have heard, O oh Allah, and we have obeyed. Forgive us, O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because to you, O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, finally is our return. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, jama'atul muslimin, is the one that operates this whole universe. Allah subhanahu is the one that is in control of the whole universe. Nothing moves on its own. Nothing is out of the knowledge of Allah. Nothing is, out, is outside the control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The mighty and brilliant sun, the mighty and brilliant sun is also under the dictates and the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As mighty as it is, that sun says Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it makes sujood in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's arsh every day seeking permission from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to rise. That mighty sun asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before it can, can rise in another place. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala must first give it permission. It makes sujood to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. According to how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants it to make sujood, Allah lets it make sujood and it asks and seeks permission from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to rise again. And when permission is given, then that sun is only able to rise. It cannot do anything on its own. Similarly, Jama'at al-Muslimin, a time will come, says Rasul sallallahu when that sun will seek permission from Allah to rise, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell it to go back from the place where it had set. That is when the sun will rise in the west. That is when the sun will rise in the west, and the doors of tawbah and repentance will be closed. So that mighty sun, Jama'at al-Muslimin, it cannot do anything except if Allah gives it permission. The moon, Jama'at al-Muslimin, it cannot do anything except with Allah's permission. The stars, the clouds, nothing can do anything without Allah's permission. Everything in the heavens and the earth submits to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But alas, that one creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, human being, he dares to challenge the qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The sun does not dare to choose the, to, to, to challenge the qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It seeks permission to rise. But man, jama'at al-Muslimin, he has the audacity not to rise when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expects him to rise. He expects to sleep when Allah expects him to be awake. He expects to be in Jama'at al-Muslimin, a place of haram, a place of gambling, a nightclub. He prefers to be there, inspect, except, um, 
They're not in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He has the audacity, Jama'at al-Muslimin. That mountain, as mighty as it is, that mountain trembles at the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But man does not tremble at the qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He has the audacity to trample the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jama'at al-Muslimin, where is our outcome? Our outcome is in the two words that we have mentioned from the beginning. Our Iman and our Islam, our correct belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Take out all the false gods from our lives. Let not our money be our God in our life. Let not our friends be our gods in life. Let not the the television be your God in life. Let not your sport be your God in life. Let nothing be a God besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Give true expression to your Iman. And the way that you give expression to your Iman is through the word Islam. And that Islam is personified by the example of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. None was a greater submitter to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So in this month of Rabi'ul Awwal Jama'at al-Muslimin, let us return to true submission to Allah after inculcating true belief of Allah subhanahu wa in our hearts. And that submission that we have to inculcate is by emulating and following the example of Rasulullah sallallahu Not a better example can, can we have, not a better caring person than Rasulullah sallallahu can we have Jama'at al-Muslimin. A hadith that I love to remind myself of and the Jama'ah of and the community of is the hadith of Rasul so that we can just understand and realize the caliber of this individual, of this personality, Sayyidina Rasulullah when he says, Allah had blessed every prophet, every Nabi of Allah, Amongst the many other du'as that were mustajab, but there was a special du'a in the life of every Nabi that he could make and call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah would respond to that du'a. And there was that one special du'a that Allah blessed every Nabi with. Besides, as I've said, the many du'as that Allah would accept of the different prophets and messengers of Allah. Rasul says with regard to that one special du'a, that was granted to each and every Nabi. Rasul says, فَعَجَّلَ كُلُّ نَبِيٍّ دَعْوَتَهُ Every Prophet of Allah, he hastened to make that special dua whilst he was in this world. Every Nabi of Allah used up that special dua of his in this world. وَإِنِّ اخْتَبَأْتُ دَعْوَتِي شَفَاعَةً لِأُمَّتِي Rasul says, but I kept back my dua to use it as a means of intercession for my ummah on the day of Qiyamah. That special dua says Rasulullah in spite of, as we have mentioned, the great difficulties that he had undergone in the valley of Abu Talib when his, when his people threw him out of Mecca when they challenged him at the Battle of Badr, when they challenged him in various occasions, he did not make that dua. He did not make it a ta'if when they stoned him. He said, I kept that dua. Shafa'atan li ummati, so that I may beg Allah to be kind and merciful to my ummah. 
on the day of Muslimin, so we ask ourselves this Rabi'ul Awwal is my salutations and my greetings to Rasul going to be only that I'm going to verbally praise Rasul that with my tongue I'm going to praise Rasulullah but with my actions outward I dispraise Rasulullah that messenger of Allah who said that a Muslim does not lie a Muslim does not steal. And all the various negative qualities that Rasulullah warned us about. Am I the person that I'm going to celebrate the praises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only by my tongue? But my hands do opposite what Rasul had ordered. My feet goes to places opposite what Rasul had ordered. My eyes look to those things that Rasul had ordered me not to look at. My heart is going to become a vessel for the love of the dunya instead for the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What am I going to become? This Rabi'ul Awwal Jama'at al-Muslimin. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tawfiq and hidayah, guidance and inspiration that in this month of Rabi'ul Awwal, that these two words of Iman, correct belief in Allah, Allah must become the most important in our lives. And Islam, living the life of Rasulullah should become the most important to me. Whatever Rasul had done, that is my life, that is my way. And what Rasul had prohibited, that is what I will abstain from. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring us all back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through our love and our emulating and following the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa akhru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.